Real talk. Bum, bum, bum. Woo! Yay! <laughs> we are all here today. We are alive from Liz's house. Yeehaw. With special guest, Liz's dog, Fish. Fish. What a silly name for a dog, Marissa. It is a silly name for a dog. Fish, come here. Say hi to the people. What, what wisdom do you have to give them? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Tell me the microphone. Sorry, buddy. Not a treat. <laughs> Yeah, Liz, why why do you have a dog named Fish? Whoa, That's so weird. That is so weird. Well, when Marissa and I lived together in college, I had some pet fish, and one of them was named, you know, after our best friend Jackie, and one of them was, you know, named, I don't even know the other names, but one of them we thought would be hilarious to call my dog. So we had a pet fish that we called my dog, and it was really, really funny when anybody came over so I'd say, you want to see my dog? And then <laughs> show them a fish. <laughs> and then also, my dog ate Jackie. Um, <laughs> but... It's true story. Yes. Yes. So fish we actually found back in college when Marissa and I were living together. And we, he was a stray. We just found him on the streets. And we said, oh, this dog totally belongs to somebody. We'll keep him in our house for a couple of days until we can find his owner. Um, but we need... A, a name to call him. We need just like a silly name. He's not our dog. Something that is pretty stupid. So we started calling him Fish because we at that time we had a fish called Dog. We said <laughs> we'll have a dog named Fish. Um, lo and behold, named dog did not survive. But no, the, the dog named Fish, fish <laughs> stuck around. Yes. So now, what is it? Two years, a year and a half later. Yeah. Still have oh, a dog cool. named Fish. Who is with us here today? We love it. Um, if he chimes in at all, it's sure to be something deeply profound. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But wow. Wow. Summer loving. You know what, Liz? Real talk. It's the summer. And whether you're in high school or college, the summer has like zero routine. Or if, or if you're not in college. <laughs> yeah, or if you're not in college. But even if it does have routine, it's like super different than what life looks like during the school year. So for you personally, like in the summer, how do you approach your faith life? And mm -hmm. how, like, how do you practice your faith during the summer when there's when it's so different than the school year? That is a great question. Um, and I think it involves a lot of mercy, um, of knowing that it is a different season of life. Um, it doesn't have to be exactly how it was during the school year. Both of us, you guys know, work for ministry. So in the school year, we get to have these amazing things. And I know you've been doing a lot this summer too, um, where you're walking really intentionally with, um, your students, or you're able to go to mass every single day and pray afterwards and, have these crazy testimonies be shared. Um, and yeah, you really get to see the fruit of your labor. But in the summer, it's definitely a step back. Um, so I've been praying a lot about um, just the divinity in the ordinary of the summer. Um, mm. I know, I know. The Lord is good. Um, and how the Lord is not any less proud of us because we're not doing these crazy things, because we're not able to go to school and share the gospel with our friends. And instead we're hanging out with our parents and our silly dogs. Um, but I think it does involve a lot of mercy of giving yourself um, the opportunity to love 
um, maybe differently than how it was before. Um, and St. Francis de Sales has this quote that says, great opportunities to serve God seldom, seldom arrive, but little ones are frequent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just the beauty of the summer of like all of these little opportunities to serve our Lord um, are so frequent. And we often look for these big opportunities, like when we are going and doing the things, um, but it's actually all of these little ones in Luke, the Lord says, or somebody says, uh, because you've been faithful to me in these small matters, um, you will be um, trustworthy in great ones. And the person who is dishonest in small matters is also dishonest in great ones. Um, so I think recognizing this, these small things mm-hmm. is really important. Yeah. Yeah, I think, too, just taking the opportunities that you can, kind of like you were saying, because I know in college I would come home and even though I had the ability to drive and I had a car, there are just so many times when I wouldn't think or like realize, oh, I can drive myself to the chapel. Yeah. Yes. Like when those events weren't planned for me, I didn't think to do them. And, you know, for those of you who are in life team, like we have, we don't have life nights over the summer. We still have Bible study, but um, we have like one. Oh, hey, bitch. <laughs> like we have camp but we that's it like there's not retreats um you know we don't have life night every week so it's like okay what opportunities can I create for myself um mm. if you are able to go to daily mass um maybe once a week or more than that is even cooler or just like getting together with your friends from life team and hanging out like I know for me daily mass is such a big part of my faith and when you're traveling it's easy to be like oh I don't have to go to church you know it's like I'm not at home it's not my routine like but I think getting in the rhythm of looking up okay like what churches are near me wherever I am this week like if I'm on vacation with my family or away somewhere like what churches are near me what times are they open like can I go to mass can I pray like that kind of thing finding the creating those opportunities yeah I think that's such a good point of community looks so different over the summer um and we notice that we're made for relationship we're made for community and yet like sometimes we feel this like it's you don't have youth groups as frequently and I don't have students Mm -hmm. constantly around me what does that look like for you to find community this summer um or just like when circumstances are different Mm. I think it's paying attention to the people who God puts in front of me Mm. yes um, one of our new core members Heather um hey Heather hey Heather if you listen to this um is someone who I've gotten to grow in friendship with this summer and I like no offense to Heather but gotta be honest like if I had Um, a young adult community in like the community I had in college currently then I don't know if I would have had the opportunity to meet Heather and get to know her because she's in a different stage of life than I am she's living out her vocation as well about to be uh, she's about to profess as a consecrated woman um, like single life and that's just not at all close to where I'm at in life and usually you seek people who are in the same phase and uh, stage of life as you but feeling that absence of people who are in the same stage of life as me gave me the opportunity to have a really beautiful and life-giving friendship with someone who 
I wouldn't have seen right in front of me if I was looking for like the ache of people who were there and who I wanted to be there. Yes. No, I can relate to that. When we were at training, Focus Missionaries all gathered together. There was hundreds of us for training this summer. And um, unfortunately, there was a COVID outbreak. And so like 70% of the missionaries left or had to be quarantined. So my small group went from 12 to 4. And I was like, Jesus, like, what the heck? I loved getting to know all these people. And he's like, it's okay. Like, now I'm like telling you so specifically, like the person that's right in front of you is the person I'm asking you to love. Like mm-hmm. there's not all of these hundreds of people that you want to like, get to know and to, yeah, kind of superficially get to know all of them. But like, no, I'm calling you to love deeply like this person that's right in front of you. Um, but yeah, it's also like funny how the Lord can give us people that maybe we weren't, um, drawn to right initially or um yeah would have sought after pursuing a relationship or friendship with them Uh, but how he knows our hearts so much more than we do yeah it's such an invitation to live like radically in the present moment Mm, right yeah it's very easy to look at this is what i did at school and it's not like that right now in the summer or this is what i did during the school year like this is what my faith life was like during life teen or when this person was around and now it's different and that's worse. Yeah. But looking at, okay, like we're called to holiness today, you know? Mm. So like, how does God want me to love him today and the people who I encounter today? And right. Instead of like, I don't know, being so focused on the people who I had yesterday or a right. month ago. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like, there's a real honesty that needs to happen in that of acknowledging that things are different. I think so often we like try to shove that puzzle piece into a different puzzle because we're like used to holding on to that same one. Um, but to acknowledge the fact that circumstances are different and that's okay too. Um, you've just had some transition in your uh, sphere of influence. <laughs> Will you tell us about that? Yeah. So um, Father Michael was our former director of youth ministry, so my boss, um, and everyone at St. Bridget loves him, adores him, like, he's just such an incredible priest, um, and such a huge part of Life Teen, and we're, like, besties also, so he is not at St. Bridget anymore, and that is, like, really difficult for a lot of people, um, Especially fish. Especially fish. Um, He's really missing Father Michael. (laughs) But yeah, it's hard because whenever someone moves or someone leaves, especially someone who has a big impact on you, like that's rough. Um, But yeah, when I was kind of trying to come to terms with this after first figuring out, learning the news that he was leaving, um, there's actually this gospel passage that I've never understood before that finally made sense. In the gospel passage, it's the resurrection, and Mary Magdalene sees um, Jesus at the tomb, but at first she doesn't recognize him. But then when she does recognize that it's Jesus, she goes to embrace him, and he stops her, and he tells Mary not to cling to him. And I've never understood that because I was always like, aren't we supposed to cling to Jesus? <laughs> like, yeah. isn't that the whole point? Like, why would Jesus tell Mary not to cling to him? It doesn't make any sense. And then I was praying with that gospel passage just in light of Father Michael leaving, and it finally clicked to me that if Mary were clinging to Jesus, 
then his ascension wouldn't have been something joyful. It would have been something to mourn. Like, it wouldn't have been something to glory in and to celebrate. Like, his ascension into heaven would have been really sad and tragic. But if she's not clinging to him, she's able to receive the Holy Spirit, which was only sent down to, like, be the advocate after Jesus left. And they're able to encounter God in a whole new way because they had the freedom to let him ascend and, like, show them something new and something different. Mm. But yeah, I, that's, that's something that's been giving me a lot of hope is that, okay, yes, I'm going to miss the way that things were in Life Teen and in my life when I saw Father Michael every day and when he was at all of our Life Teen stuff. And it's definitely going to be different, but God's trying to do something beautiful and new. And if I cling to how things used to be, then him leaving is only going to be sad. And if I don't cling to it, then I can see all of the new and beautiful things that he's doing through Father Michael at Pius. And I can see the new and beautiful things that he wants to do in Life Team um, without Father Michael. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yes, Marissa. <laughs> okay. Y'all, my mouth like dropped slowly <laughs> open and goosebumps just formed like all <laughs> over because I've never really thought about that gospel in that way yeah um but I think that's huge of like not clinging to the past but like clinging to the Lord mm. um and like being rooted in the Lord so that circumstances can change um and like we can see how um the Lord is good all the time even if we have yet to understand it yeah, because you also have some shifting dynamics on campus too, right? Yeah. So focus teams. Um, we uh, have missionaries in my team. Last year there was five of us, and three of us are coming back. But two of them are leaving campus, uh, moving to a different campus, and getting married not to each other, um, which was definitely a change. Um, there was, yeah, a time last semester when we wrote out all of our losses that we were going mm. to experience um, and go through, whether that being literally the loss of this person or the loss of being a first year, the loss of like not knowing what I'm doing <laughs> um, or the loss of, yeah, whatever it was. Um, but I think that's so important to recognize and to take the time um, to establish that things are different. Um, and that we don't need to cling to um, the past and we need to like stop holding on to the way that it was. And to our friend has this tattoo. I feel like we've talked about this before here, um, but how if we're like clinging, that means like yes. our fingers are like curled mm-hmm. um, and kind of shut. But if we stop clinging, then they'll be open to receive what the Lord wants to give us. Um, so yeah, being able to recognize um, that it is hard to sometimes let go and that it is a loss and there is a period of transition in our hearts. Um, but to like not grasp to the way that things work. Cause I think that'll just like sour the memories too. Yeah. And I think that's such a thing to carry into like all transitions, you know, we all, for those who just graduated either high school or college and are entering into a new phase of life or 
those who have friends who have graduated and you're the one who's staying behind um, or starting a new job, moving, really any transition, it's so easy to enter into the new phase and compare it mm-hmm. always to the past. But I think that's been something I've learned a lot this year too with like, even with just you and I, like we used to live together yeah. and I saw you every single day. Like I would walk in the door and here you go, welcome home. <laughs> and I knew what was happening in your day-to-day life. Like I, we always, um, had that, like, um, I don't know, just the ability to keep in touch with each other about the everyday parts of life. And now living three time zones apart and <laughs> coast to coast, it's very yeah. different. And friendship looks different. Like there's totally different expectations of we're not going to talk every day. And I might not know the day-to-day things that happen in your life. Like you're probably just going to hear the highlights of my life over Marco Polo or texts or the occasional phone call. But also that's okay because in embracing the reality that like, our friendship can't look the same that it used to. Mm -hmm. It allows you to love the people who are in front of you, like on campus in the way that you need to, instead of always being texting me, calling me, you know, trying to have this exact same relationship that we did before. Yeah. And to recognize that like our hearts are malleable and people Mm -hmm. make lasting imprints on them. Um, and just because a relationship changes, like, doesn't mean that the past um, was, like, wrong or a waste of time. Um, because, like, my friendship and living with Marissa, like, changed my heart. And now being her friend doesn't mean that living with Marissa was a bad thing. No. Um, but to recognize that it's okay if relationships look different. Um, and it, yeah, if there's somebody that you, like, had this great relationship with, it does not doesn't have to be like a all or nothing. You can just pick up that phone and call them. Um, it doesn't have to be this like, okay, it has to be exactly how it was. Um, but to recognize like, no, I want to love this person and that looks different and that's okay. Um, so the way that I can love them right now is by giving them an hour of this time or um, telling them this thing or sending them a picture of a pink sky um, or whatever it may be. Yeah. Because even, yeah, like, do I miss living with you? Of course, it was so fun. (laughs) Like, that was such a fun period of time in my life. But I also, like, I received so much joy watching you crush being a focused missionary and, like, hearing about your mission and the things that you do on campus. Like, that is such a joyful experience for me. And if I was really wrapped up in how much I miss living together I don't know if I'd be able to receive the same joy of like do I want you to be in Arizona forever no I'd be sad but I love that like everything that you're doing in Arizona right now like it's so great yeah so how do you go into something new without holding on to something bad and having all these expectations like how do you freely enter into a new beginning Ooh, ooh, that's a good question, Liz. How do you really enter into a new beginning? Um, yeah, I think it, I think like you were saying, just having those open hands of surrender and really being able to walk into it with God, knowing, I think walking into new beginnings can be scary because it feels lonely, but knowing that 
you have Jesus walking with you and just constantly asking him, like, what do you want from me? What do you, mm-hmm. not in like a, what do you want from me? Not like, <laughs> not like in an angsty way, but in like a, okay, like, just because something different is happening, like, if you're taking me from something good to something differently good, mm-hmm. then what, what is that different good that you want from me? Like, what right. do you want in this season of my life? Yeah. Yeah, just searching for those opportunities, um, like having those eyes open. Right. And not having to, not like losing um, how you have grown in the past, like since you started over again, like maybe you're going to a new school. Um, in my head, focus missionaries, your first year, you have to go on a dating fast. And so then I was transitioning off the dating fast and I was like, ah, like, <laughs> I'm going to go back to exactly how I was a year ago. But recognizing like, no, the Lord has been working on my heart. And in this like past year, um, has transformed it, even if, even in ways that I couldn't see back then. Um, so like trusting that it doesn't have to go back to exactly how it was, like, you're not going to make a new friend the same ways that you made an exact old friend um, mm-hmm. because we are like always going through changes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think just like holding on to hope or mm-hmm. like Liz, like what, what's something that you are hoping for as you enter, <laughs> like as you enter into this new school year and with like knowing that things this year are going to be different than next year. What's, yeah. Like, what are you hoping for? Yeah, absolutely. Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, this is a good question because I think often to like things that you hope for um, have to do with other people around you. Like, Oh, I hope that my team like loves Arizona and I hope that my students receive the gospel. And like, I hope that they can pray more but, like, what am I hoping for? I think just, like, an increased surrender in the Lord's will for my future um, and, like, not trying to control everything. Those, uh, those open hands. Yes! Um, and hoping absolutely for friendship with my teammates and with my students for um, the chance to walk closely with them and to smell like the sheep and um, to be able to um, have those authentic friendships and to be known gosh, I could just keep going. Um, <laughs> These are all such good hopes. <laughs> I have a lot of desires, Jesus. Do you hear this? Yes. Here's um, yeah. But I think hoping for this intimacy with the Lord and not hoping for, um, I want this like friendship that has to be like super specific like this. And I want it, her to have brown hair and glasses <laughs> that are kind of funky shaped. And um, we're just like hoping for, um newness and knowing that the lord will fulfill it mm. what do you hope for yeah like everything you were saying no <laughs> um, yeah i think just my biggest hope is for deeper intimacy with the lord like i i think there's this temptation whenever someone steps out of our life in some capacity even if they don't fully leave but like take a step back it leaves a gap right of mm-hmm. loneliness and I think what I've just been praying for is to, instead of trying to fill that gap with another person or with busyness to fill it with the Lord, Mm. um, which is not always the most comfortable thing. Right. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think that's just my hope is to find greater intimacy with him and just more. I'm, I've been 
praying a lot over the last few months with the image of like being like a kid with grabby hands to <laughs> being like, I want more of you, like more, more, more. <laughs> so just finding more of him in youth ministry, more of him in my friendships, more of him just in general. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's um so accurate. I think often we like see that gap, um, like in a breakup transition mm-hmm. I'm like wow we just spent so much time like with this person and now I have all of this free time and I'm just gonna like watch Netflix and like start mm-hmm. dating my account um but to like be <laughs> intentional that was kind of weird start dating the office <laughs> <laughs> but to be intentional about like okay this breakup just happened like where do I want to grow to be mm-hmm. able to better prepare for my next relationship or yeah, like this school year just ended and like, how do I want to grow this summer to be able to better enter into the next one Um, and to be proactive about it and to think about, is it a book that I really want to read or a family member that I really want to grow with or a dog that I really want to find off the street or (laughs) whatever it may be. Um, But to like be proactive about um, entering into the newness. in a different sense that we left than that we left the oldness. Mm. Yeah. Good words, Liz. I'm wondering if um, Fish has any more thoughts on this topic. Do we, we want to see? Bring him back? Yeah. Do we want to get him back in here and see if he has any words of wisdom for us? Come on. Oh, hello, our distinguished guest. Um, as we go into the new year, what are you hoping for? Yeah? Can you say more about that? Wow. That was really deep and profound. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for your vulnerability. (laughs) He he walked away right as soon as you said thank you. (laughs) Thank you for, yeah, sharing your heart with us, Fish. Really um, appreciate everything that you give to us. Yeah, he's about to go through a transition because tomorrow I leave. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Oh, Fish, are you going to miss your mom? <laughs> oh, yeah. He just laid his head on my leg. That's a yes. It's a hard life. I know. So spoiled with love. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. It'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for sharing this time with us, for listening to whatever we have to say. And... Yeah, I guess it's time to be bop on out of here. Yeah, you pray for us, we'll pray for you. Yes. Have a great rest of your summer. Or if you're listening to this not in the summer, have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs>